Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. And this week, it's Over at the Frankenstein Place by the cast of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. David! I, I gotta say, it was a missed opportunity there, Tim. Oh, what did I do? What did I do this time, David? Well, I mean, because every week we talk about one ah, 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 Alkaline Trio song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as you were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio and Razorblades. Happy Halloween, everybody! It's the day! It's the day, and what a great day to bring you a special spooky edition of As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio. You see, every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song, and we who are we... There, you like that, David Anthony? Yes, that's good. That's good. Keep it up. Fantastic. My name is Tim Crisp. This is our podcast, and we are here to talk about an alkaline trio cover song from the rocky horror picture show the song is called over at the frankenstein place it appeared on a compilation album called the rocky horror punk show that was released on springman records in 2003 david anthony you're our resident dork do you know anything about springman records because up until five minutes before this podcast started i'd heard nothing of you know i'm glad you asked me that question because i literally don't either but i'm gonna look it up because i'm curious uh Ooh, well, this isn't um, great. This line from their Wikipedia page, which is, the label's official slogan is, quote, friendly punks, though many other styles of music appear on the label, such as indie rock, rockabilly, ska, folk music, pop punk, and hardcore. Um, oh, this is interesting. Mm. Uh, so they definitely have bands that you would be familiar with. I'll read some of them off. Um, the band formerly known as Andrew Jackson Jihad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big D and the Kids Table. Mm-hmm. Filth, the Blats, the Groovy Ghoulies, Hard Girls, uh, the Phenomenots, Shangalang, Terramelos, the Thorns of Life. Um, well, well, this is this is wild, but and unexpected. Here's, here's why. Uh, we don't know Springman Records, and here's the line that is going to be most prevalent, uh, most pertinent, rather. In 2007, Springman stopped releasing albums but launched Silver Sprocket, a bicycle club that also releases records uh-huh. and books. So they put out the Mitch Clem stuff. They did, I think, the AJJ Gunshy split, um, mm-hmm. do a lot of publishing stuff. So they stopped being a like, traditional record label and became that. Um, well, that's good to know, and great that you and I looked this up separately, because over on Discogs, I tell you what, no offense to the to the fine folks over there at, at Spring Sprocket, but uh, that label was not doing so hot as uh, as their former name, Springman, because we got, 
nothing nothing really looking too sharp but they've turned the corner just like we hope that uh i don't know what that transition was yeah i'm not totally sure um yeah boy they're uh they put out a lot of comps a lot of comps and uh, a lot of them look very similar to this one the rocky horror punk rock punk rock show which is populated by such bands as Me First and the Gimme Gimmies, a David Anthony favorite. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Tsunami Bomb, another one of your free- Man, all this is really missing is an appearance by They Might Be Giants to make this compilation David Anthony's favorite record of all time. Yeah, I mean, it's so close. It really just hits all the marks I love. So let's let's talk about, though, we have a... We have a few topics to discuss in reference to this song over at the Frankenstein place as performed by the Alkaline Trio. This comes from the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is, I think, what they would call a cult classic. That I believe that is accurate in that uh, you only like it if you are, are or have formerly been a member of a cult, which I believe is what that designation is. Well, thank God that I stand as the lone survivor of Jonestown. Not too many people know that about me. Um, but poke a few holes in your little theory here, David. Not a big fan of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, the one time really? that I saw uh, it. Uh, when did you see it? Did you, did you like do the whole thing where you like went at midnight and dressed up like... like- you know, kind of like Femme Glendanzig and like, you know, really went all out? Or did you just like watch it one night on your couch? Well, your casting couch, let me <laughs> be clear. Um, I had a experience with the Rocky Horror Picture Show that was probably very similar to a lot of folks um, who are about my age, which is all of my friends in high school. We all read The Perks of Being a Wallflower, a really wonderful book by Stephen Chosky mm-hmm. and they talk a lot about the Rocky Horror Picture Show in that book and I tell you what that book did do some favors for me in my life it introduced me to the Smiths mm-hmm. and I think if anybody has made it this this far without reading that book I would highly recommend it. I think it's a very special book that touched a lot of people. Um, They made a movie out of it. Movie wasn't too bad. Um, But yeah, they talk about the Rocky Horror Picture Show a lot in that book. We all kind of watched it together. And for me, didn't really fall into uh, my set of interests. Though, I think that there's always a certain appreciation that you can get just being a fan of something that is a little underground. Rocky Horror Picture Show has its own universe that's been built around it, and I appreciate that. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I think I knew it probably wasn't for me in that I'm like not a fan of musicals, really, and not really a fan of musical theater. Um which, like, I assumed I probably would have saw it as a younger person because, like, I was really into, like, horror movies and, like, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Uh, but it just never happened. Like, I kind of only know it through, like, references and other 
pop culture things like mm-hmm. the Simpsons or like things that kind of do a take on it. Um, that's about the extent of my knowledge. Uh, so, you know, if you, uh, if you think I'm wrong, you should email us as you are podcast at gmail.com and tell me why I should see the Rocky horror picture show. But unless someone makes a compelling case, I'm going to continue living my life without having ever seen it. Do you like Tim Curry though? You can't not love Tim Curry and the cast I remember has a notable appearance of Meatloaf. Mm, I do love him. Well, one of his records, but same difference. Um, yeah. So, Rocky Horror Picture Show. It is something that I would, at some point, like to actually go see because I'm sure if you're listening, you you're well aware of this fact that the big thing with Rocky Horror Picture Show is that. At screenings, people will dress up. They'll kind of play act the movie as it goes. That's kind of this whole aesthetic. And I learned recently on Road to the Skeleton Coast with Brendan Kelly that Mm -hmm. uh, that's where Bette Midler kind of got discovered, was doing Rocky Horror Picture Show. And, oh, you didn't listen. Well, Hmm. well, well. You know, I was trying to play act the role of our listeners because, you know, they don't listen to that show. No one, no one who likes the Alkaline Trio cares cares uh, at all about the Lawrence Harm. So, well, I would like to plea to those out there that might be interested. Wrote to the Skeleton Coast. You can listen to it wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, you can listen to Better Yet uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, except for Spotify because we got kicked off. But that's a story for a different day. David, what's your favorite Halloween costume that you've ever worn? Hmm. Good question. Uh, I once went as Father Time, T-H-Y-M-E, and that was a pretty good one because I just dressed like a dad, and I had a little pin that said, like, World's Greatest Dad, and I had a little thing of time, and I made it like a a little onesie that said, I heart dad, and I carried (laughs) it around. Most people did not get it. What about you? Um, I have to say that my favorite Halloween costume that I've ever worn is the one that I am wearing today on twitch.tv slash watch rap boys. Uh, friends of the show rap boys are having a Halloween telethon right now. And you might be able to catch me at the exact same time that you're listening to this podcast as I'm reading uh, the exorcist, the novel from front to back. And I am dressed as that cool S. Mm, mm, yes. Made a large box, and I painted that cool S on it. It's probably the best Halloween costume I've ever done. I saw, uh, you know, I, I'm not normally one to say this, but saw a pretty good meme this week of, uh, it was Danzig writing the script to Veronica, which I watched recently and was atrocious, and it was just him drawing the cool S. That was, <laughs> And, you know, if you see the movie, that's the script, basically. It is, um, it's not even funny bad. It's just bad, bad. Um, so not recommended. Nothing like good old bad, bad. But hey, no. Let's talk about the, I'm surprised that the Alkaline Trio have a relationship with over at the Frankenstein place. It's wild to think that the members of this band enjoy this weird cult movie that's a little spooky musical. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, re- real shocking stuff there. Uh, I do wonder if they picked this song or if this was a situation where they were approached as like, ah, we need like a band to do like these last five songs. Do you guys want to do it? And then they just picked this one. Um, well, it's also funny that like this isn't this is like one of the songs that did not make it to the Remains collection comp. Yeah, I wonder why that is, but I I would just say that judging by the track list that we got here with such appearances from uh, the band Game Time or Ruth's Hat or the Secretions that it's probably more than likely that the Alkaline Trio had their pick of the litter. Um, Not to say anything about uh, anything negative about the band Love Equals Death, but I think Alkaline Trio appearing on this compilation, our friends over at Springman Records were probably like, oh my God, it's the fucking Alkaline Trio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I would say the biggest gets on this comp looking at the track list are like, me first in the Gimme Gimme's. Crazy the that trio. they got them to do a... A cover? A, a cover song, yeah. Shocking. Uh, the Ataris and... Uh, I already have forgotten the fourth one I was going to call out because it's so memorable. Is it Big D? Yeah, that seems about like the big ones at that time. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say that they were probably not disappointed with this cover because it is a lot of fun. It is good. Um, it's very lo-fi to a degree where I'm like, they definitely didn't spend a lot of time like, polish in this one mm-hmm. it does not sound great um but you know what they do it well and i love uh the choice to have dancing mm-hmm. uh the part of the woman up top i think he does a very good job of it yeah i think that dan is definitely the the right choice to lead this song off i like that they lead it with his bass instead mm-hmm. of the piano that leads the original um yeah it's it's super fun i think that they're pretty faithful to it um you know it's it's the song is it's a pretty out there number um musical theater uh and it kind of has a cool like part that that descends which is where we sort of find Matt Skiba coming out with a very, uh, I think your term was soulful vocal Well, I mean, in the original, uh, the part that Matt sings is kind of very like a soul singer part of the song. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see him try and like interpolate that to himself and what he does. But I don't hate it. I don't mind it. Uh... You know, again, they're just committing to the bit, which is when you're like doing something that's like a musical theater, kind of what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you really can't just like, I don't know, there's nothing worse to me than like the punk cover of a non punk song, and it's just like power chords and like, we're gonna make it punk. And it's just like, no, just fucking do the thing, man. And that's kind of what they do here. Um, and yeah, like it did make me wonder what the context was or like if I would like love this if I was a massive Rocky Horror fan. Um, but again, I am not that person. Uh, so I, I can't really 
speak to what that feels like as an Alkaline Trio and Rocky Horror fan. So you're saying that you don't like when non-punk songs are done in a punk style. Very rarely. Yet your favorite band is Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. I mean, I think those are traditional covers. Um, I think as I'm reading up a little bit as we're recording, sorry, y'all, our Halloween costume is a prepared podcast. Um, Susan Sarandon's character's name is Janet Weiss. Isn't that Mm. fucking, that's wild. Do you think that Janet Weiss was named after Susan Sarandon's character in the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Do you think Janet Weiss is a stage name like Sid Vicious? No, that's his real name. Or are you thinking mm-hmm. of the wrestler, Sid Vicious? The wrestler, obviously. The guy who broke his leg that one time. Dude, there was a video that came out last week of a guy breaking both of his legs, getting off oh. of a second turnbuckle, and both of those breaks are Sid Vicious breaking his leg bad. Oof. It's that tough. is uh, bad news, is what I would call that. But we love Psycho Sid, and uh, just like we love the movie Psycho and all other horror movies, but the Rocky Horror Picture Show is what we're here to talk about today, and uh, the Alkaline Trio cover. I don't know what to say about this song, David, other than it's cool, it's fun, yeah. um, it's not like my favorite uh, thing, it's not... I, I don't know. It's fine. It's cool. Okay, so l- let's let's back up. Um, I feel similarly, mm-hmm. but since my favorite band is the Me First and the Gimme Gimmies, <laughs> I need to tell this story about the time I almost went to see Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. All right, um, which was I think this would have been two thousand six. Uh, they were playing the Metro, and the reason I was going to go to the show is because like. One of the only modern-ish fat records bands I like is a band called Dead to Me. What about the uh, Lawrence Arms? Road to the well, Skeleton Coast with Brandon Kelly available wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, obviously. And Dead to Me was doing like a week of dates opening for me first in the Gimme Gimmies. And I was like, oh, I really like that Dead to Me record. I would like to go see that band. But I don't want to pay like 30 bucks to because it's technically a me first in the Gimme Gimme show. I decided not to go, and I'm glad I didn't because Dead to Me's van broke down, and they, I think they showed up while Me First was playing, and they like did two songs during their set. So I would have had a very bad time uh, at that show. And yeah, that's my Me First and the Gimme Gimme story. That's all I really got there. Do you think Dead to Me came on stage and said, my little van is getting into trouble? Hmm... That would have been good. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. What are some... Since since I, I uh, shit on the, like, punk goes pop style of cover, can you think of any examples of that being good? Um, I think that it's something that if you're able to go back before... I mean, honestly... Me first in the Gimme Gimmies was kind of like, that's the death nail to the entire mm-hmm. gimmick, right? Yeah. Um, that and like Newfound Glory doing the movie songs. It's just like, oh my God. And I feel like there was such an 
overload too in like yeah. the early 2000s where it's like this is so stupid um, it was super prevalent yeah but i really like the feelies version of paint it black that is the last song on crazy rhythms um which i don't think you would technically call that a punk cover but it is you know pretty hyper and sped up Mm -hmm. i'll go with that one what about you again i don't know if these fully qualify but i think they are like pre the ironic uh popular song cover but uh braid doing always something there to remind me mm-hmm. i think is very good and i think their covers they do a couple smith's covers that are really good on uh the movie music collection i like that um you know here, here's one similarly not a punk cover but the 30 minute performance where joan of arc only did the intro bass part to under pressure <laughs> that's an iconic one um Legends. Mm-hmm. Truly. Um, David, over at the Frankenstein place, any other thoughts? Well, I mean I'm I'm plum spooked, so that's <laughs> that's needs to be said first. Alright, let's um, do the time warp and get out let what do you rate this song? I give it a three. I give it uh I give it three Tim Curries out of five. This is our podcast. It's called As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio. Every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. This week we decided to come a little bit early with a festive little cover. We hope that you enjoyed it, and we hope that you have a happy and safe Halloween. Uh, We hope that no trick-or-treaters came to your house. Apparently there are some coming to my house. I'm going to tell them, hey, put a fucking different mask on underneath that mask, you dumbass kids. And uh, anyway, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash as you were. <laughs> We've got some bonus audio content available over there. We give you the opportunity to vote on the songs that we talk about, which is what we will be doing for next week's episode. Also, I've come up with a pretty fun little game that I plan to uh, roll out for one of our Patreon episodes soon. So everyone be ready for that. Well, I, I, all right, I'll have to leave my questions until we get there at patreon.com slash as you were. Uh, this has been, uh, this has been a fun time. It's always a fun time when I get to hang out with my friend David. We'll be back next week and we look forward to it. We'll see you then. Thanks, brothers. Happy hollow beans, people. <laughs>